Show, Shapeshifters. Not many shapeshifters arrive in the studio ready for a fight, but not many shapeshifters are divas. Yvonne Chaka Chaka is our shapeshifter this evening. Why are you cross with me? You don't have a blue eye as yet. Do not you? yet, not yet. But are I'm your waiting. Teeth still there? Only just. All right. I wasn't get. I, I didn't get paid twenty bucks. Okay. Now, for I'm in love with the DJ. We, Shall we, we get we it straight? My colleagues in Cape Town who are going to be in big trouble. Okay? They need to be fired. We'll do that because they tweeted today. Ivan Chakachaka's first hit, I'm in love with the DJ, written by Ati van Beek, sold 35,000 copies. She was paid 20 rand for singing it. There is a 20 rand connection to there I'm in love with the DJ. There is a 20 rand connection, yes. But it's not quite like that. No, definitely not. What happened? Well, there I was sitting where I was sitting. A guy comes in, sees Yvonne and a lady called Sungu. We go to this office. Cut the long story short. What year is this? 1985. 1985. Whereabouts are you? Downtown Joburg? Downtown Joburg. I was actually at the SABC, but then I got invited. I was paired with a, a lady called Sungu because I wanted a job at the SABC at the time. So a guy called Louis... Louis Chope comes in, sees Sungu, says, I work for this record company and we've been doing auditions. They're looking for a girl to sing a song. So Sungu invites me to go with her. We get there. I don't know what happens in the boardroom with Phil Hollis and Sungu. As I was ready to leave, Phil Hollis calls me. Can you sing? And I'm like, hmm... What? He makes me listen to the song. And the song is just playing. do 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 dum do 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 dum phones and I get irritated and no words, no nothing. And he says, do you like this song? So I look at him and I'm like, Bus, I'm hearing this Bus. song for the very first time. <laughs> so how can I like it? It's a nice tune, though. So he looks at me and says, mm, you're cheeky. And I said, yes. You know what helped me? Work, staying in the madam's backyard really helped me because I was used to the buses. You know, I could say anything to the bus or a white man for that matter. So that really helped me. So he looks at me and says, you're very cheeky. Can you sing? And I said... Well, what? He said, sing anything. So I went. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. So Phil Hollis said, I found my girl. You know what he did? He took out four purple, five rands. So it makes it 20 rands. He gave it to me. It was a Friday afternoon and said, come back on Monday morning to come and record the song I'm in love with the DJ. That's the connection for 20, for 20 rands. How much was 20 bucks in 1985 to you? Gosh, that was a lot of money. Four pepper, five rands. <laughs> I looked at this money, I looked at this white man and I said, mm, God doesn't just give you with a hand. This is money from heaven. He's never going to see me again. But because he gave me this, the tape, the words of I'm in love with the DJ and 20 bucks and asked me to come back on Monday... I said, am I going to come back? I mean, really. But what was said was that when I came out from the boardroom, Sungu was still sitting at the reception. So I come smiling. I'm like, did you get the 20 rents? She looks at me. She says, for what? I said, okay, bye. <laughs> I left her there. And she looks at me. Hey, hey, Yvonne. And up to this day, she still says, I stole her. her, her you stole her gig. Her. You stole her money. And well, I stole famous. her job. He says, you took my job. I'm like, you were there before me. You did your audition. I came after you. And I got given 20 bucks and a piece of paper and the, and the tape to go and listen to. And I came in, back on Monday and I recorded I'm in love with the DJ. And how much did you actually make out of I'm in love with the DJ? I Set the record say, straight. I made lots of money because the very first uh, money I got, I built my mother a house. I, before I even bought myself a car, my first royalty that I got from I'm in love with the DJ, I built my mother a house. I wanted to buy her a house at Diploof Extension because that was the 
only place mm-hmm. I could go to. But my mother said, my husband died here. You children were born here. If you want to improve this four-room house, change this house and make it habitable for all of us. So that's what I did. Okay, so music has been good to you. Absolutely good. I can, I can, if I have to do it all over again, I'll do it again. What were you doing before you were saying, I'm in love with the DJ? I what? just completed my matric. Okay. I was actually due to go to university. My mother wanted me to study law. And uh, I had not even applied. The only university that could have taken me was Teflup at the yeah. time. It was just unfortunate because when I was in matric, I felt pregnant. Uh-huh. And that it's was unfortunately right here. It really was, but it was a disaster because not this one. This oh, one right. is twenty three. Okay. This is the the child from the marriage. Okay, got you. <laughs> so Temba is thirty. What are you laughing at when I'm from? Temba is thirty now, and I'm forty nine. And it was really sad because I guess that's why I do the work that I do now. Mm. Because if I knew what I know now, I wouldn't do it. But you yeah. know what? He's a blessing, and um, my mother just said. Go and find work. But I was very fortunate because I was in matric. Yeah. So I wrote my matric pregnant. There was one teacher that I really adored, Memma Chicha. She came to me and said, Machak, my real surname is Yvonne Machak. Machak, what's happening there? Something is... And I'm like, no, ma'am, nothing, <laughs> nothing. You know, I hid it. And, but I wrote my matric pregnant yeah. and I had my son, Temba. So my mother was very upset because I was a disaster, being the last one in the family and falling mm. pregnant. And, you know, so... Yeah, that was that. So I had to go and find a job. But and, and, and you and you found that job, and that job is music, and it's created a career, it's created a platform, it's created fame, and not only South African fame, but you're famous across the continent. Well, it really was not supposed to be music. My mother just said, go and find a job where I can support this child because I'm a domestic worker mm. and I can never afford another mouth. You're a disaster. All I wanted for you was to be a better person and not work in the madam's house like me. And now you decide to fall pregnant. So, you know, my elder sister is, is a nurse. My middle sister is a teacher. And my mother wanted me to study law. So when, when I found myself in this music industry, I thought I have to make my mother proud to start with. I have to prove her wrong. And I have to make sure that... Uh, it's sustainable and there's something out of it. And I'm so grateful to my fans, to the press that wrote good about me, exposed me to the public, the people who bought my records because it's them who made me what I am. And um, I think what is very good is that I've, I still have my feet firm on the ground. Mm. The difference is that I just wear stilettos. Yeah, and very, very nice stilettos too. Um, you've diversified extra- extraordinarily well. So many people in the music industry um, either stick to the music industry and you've got your own recording company. You do, you're still involved there. But a lot of people go off the rails. And a lot of people you would have seen friends, you would have lost friends over many years um, who to drinks, drugs and have lived the, the rock and roll life um, and have come short. You know, um, I, I remember a couple of years ago, you interviewed me here over the phone when I, I bought into Gestetner. That's groups. right. Yes. I remember that. And I know so many people were saying that we're going to take their machines and throw them away. What does this woman know about business and all sorts of things? And I'm grateful to all those people who believed me believed in me at the time because that was my very first formal business, you know, in a corporate world. But, you know, I've made money from my music. I've made money from being a face of whoever and, you know, doing advertising and and, and being ambassadors. And I've taken that money and I made my money work for me because I worked. But I've taken my money work for me. But I'm still grateful to Phil Hollis. Even though people said Phil Hollis ripped me off, he took more money from my records and did. There's one thing that he taught me was to invest my money. 
And, and so how have you invested money? I have put my money in different things. I've put my money at Sasol in Zalo. I've put my money at Telcom. I've put my money at Morvest. You know, I'm a shareholder at Morvest and, um, and, and a director there. I've put my money in different things. You know, I have you ever bought Unitrust? You bought, you bought shares. You've participated in BE schemes. Have you bought, have you, have you, have you bought Unitrust? Have, have you got an RA? Does uh, oh, yes, have got a, a retirement annuity? Of course, I have to. Listen, I work That's for so myself. That's so not rock and roll. I work for myself and hey, I have to realize, you know, so two days ago we were talking about CIFSA, the, uh, the, the Creative Industry yeah. Federation. I'm saying to my fellow people in the creative industry holistically, we've taken uh, the UNESCO model to put everything together. We work for ourselves. We're the people in the creatives. We cannot blame government that government is not coming to the party. Government can only level the playing field for us. Supporters do incubation. But if it's a career you're going to choose, let it work for you. Nurses will cry foul today and say to the government, give us money for this, give us money for that. Doctors will do the same, even teachers. So if you choose a career, you should know that your money should work for you. Mm. It's us who have to invest for ourselves. All, all government can do for us is to make sure that we've got multi-purpose halls, we've got places where we can perform or showcase our work. So that's the career you chose. So, you know, look well after yourself. Don't say tomorrow will cater for itself because it may just not. Our shapeshifter this evening is Yvonne Chaka Chaka. She's made her name and her living out of the music industry. She sang to us beautifully earlier. We'll ask her to sing us out with something as well. But she's also a social entrepreneur and uh, being pregnant at 19 shaped your mind and shaped your life to a large extent as well in terms of social entrepreneurship. You do, outside of business, your limo business and your food business that you've got involved in now, uh, out of Gestetna, you do a lot of social entrepreneurship. Not social work, but social entrepreneurship. Tell me about that. that really taught me that, you know, you can't actually sit there and cry foul. And uh, you should never have your background deter you from wanting to be what you want to be. I was born there in Soweto from you know, a a domestic worker and a driver. And I I thought, you know what, with a little education that my mother has given me, I must uplift myself. I must better myself. And I constantly tell people education is something very important. Fame comes and goes, but no one can ever take your Mm. education from you. So you can educate people in different forms, you know, like today. We lived in apartheid. And today there's still so many atrocities that are happening, not only in South Africa, women, getting raped, women being abused, children getting married at a very early age or being married. And, you know, just to educate people, people not getting access to medication, it shouldn't be like that. So I always say to people, there's no wealth. There's no wealth without health. Mm, mm. Absolutely right. I mean, we just talk, spoke to Adrian Savile a couple of minutes ago talking about economic development. Health and well, uh, health is so pivotal in the entire process. Give me a sense, please. UNICEF's um, goodwill ambassador, Rollback Malaria. You work with the World Health Organization. You work with the World Bank. All of these global institutions, you are, you're a conduit for for their money and for what they can do uh, have an impact on the continent. Well, I must say that I've been very, very lucky because uh, being the UNICEF and a rollback malaria uh, goodwill ambassador has actually helped me to expose the Princess of Africa Foundation. I've just come from a two-day strategy meeting. I've had all these people coming from New York, uh, Delhi and Paris to come and help me strategize properly the foundation where does it want to go? And I've always done all this work as a goodwill ambassador. But I've said to them, I'm a goodwill ambassador, but I've got a foundation as well, which I'd really like to expose. 
which I can do the things that I want to do, talk about the things that I want to talk about. And that has really helped me to be able to do that. So when I go to the World Bank, I'm invited as Yvonne, the Princess of Africa Foundation. When I do all the work that I do with the World Economic Forum, I sit on the Global Agenda Council, um, Yvonne Chaka Chaka, the Princess of Africa Foundation. So this has really helped me to expose myself and to do the things that I want to do, be the voice of, of the voiceless. You can't do that, though, without a bank balance behind you. And sure, the royalties are great. But um, all of that sort of stuff happens. They're not enough. But they, but they, they can't be enough. I mean, no. you, you, you were make, you were doing brilliantly at a time where sales were quite low, I suspect, and where, uh, where, where royalties probably weren't great. You did nicely. I did, but not brilliantly. Absolutely not. You're not not Rolling Stones. No. Nope. Kind of have you two royalty status. No. So you've gone into business. Um, you run a limo business. It must be I a very used bus- to. Oh, I, I is that did. Over? Yes, that was that's that was in 1992. We started Biandlani. So you can imagine those who were going to throw their machines away. You know, it was a conscious decision that we took with my husband. We started Biandlani. We had uh, four American cars and a friend of us, Dr. Khosli Tlape, came yes. one day and said, you know what, can we just hire one car to go to Sun City? And we suddenly thought... Yeah, let's start this. And we got a limousine coming up. We're very, it was amazing. Thank you to Sun City. They gave us a contract. <laughs> Summer Ranch came and used our cars. When Michael Jackson came, he used our cars. So it was a great, good business at the time. But I think we were ahead of time because then everybody was leaving. 1994 was coming. Everybody thought South Africa is going into the docks and nobody was happy. And the business went down. So I think we're ahead of time. Okay. And what other businesses have you got into? Because Mama Chaka... Yes, Mama Chaka is my is the newest venture, you know. Is uh, that a for-profit venture? It's going to. We've really just started. We've really just started. A lot of money has gone into the kitchen. We've uh, invested money into a kitchen where food is cooked. This is a great concept. I'm very grateful that Dennis Finch came and approached me. Who is Dennis Finch? And- Dennis Finch is one of the partners. Okay. From um, Econ Food Concepts. And uh, obviously, uh, the strategic partner is uh, Rollcore. They give us all the meat and everything. They've got all the abattoirs. So they give us all the food and all the meat and everything. And it took months because I thought, mm, food, contamination, people are going to get diarrhea, sick and things like that. I'm not ready. But it took months and months for us to sit down and see if this is something I want to, to do. And the concept works how? The concept works like this. We've got a kitchen in Cryfontein in Cape Town. Mm. Food cook, get, get cooked in the kitchen. We've got uh, scientists there. We've got uh, everybody. They cook the food there in a very beautiful manner, and it's packaged there. It's like the food that you buy in your upper market shops. So, but it will be pap and liver. It will be mosho and uh, mchodu. Uh, you feeling hungry? Uh, yes, mchodu upens. What is mchodu in English? Uh, uh, inside. Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You know? I mean, I'm thinking, ah, uh, man, what's it called? Afal. Afal. Yes. And all tribe. those and tribe. tribe. Thank you. Tribe and exactly and all of that and it's packaged nicely, and it we take it to the our people who are going to sell. So there's a kiosk for them. There's a fridge. There's a microwave. There's absolutely everything. They have no contact with food. All what they do is to wash their hands. Distributors. Take the food and sell it yeah. to the people. They buy the fruit from us at 14 rents. They sell it for 23 rents. So you can imagine, there's no collateral that we want from these people. And it's for women, by the way, yeah. because I think women are still so disenfranchised. This is for women. All we want from them, the collateral that they can ever give to us, it's their home. Yeah. Own their home. We're not taking it. We're not taking anything. No, no. 
They should show us the papers that this is their home. We go and erect our kiosk there and they sell from the kiosk because then all they need, it's a capital of 2,500. They must have that money. Yeah. That's the working capital that they need to have. And that's it. What do you want to still achieve? You're turning next I'm year? I'm turning 50, say I, See, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> You're t- I think 50 is a great age. I'm it looking, is. I'm looking forward to it many, many years ahead. Um, but w- w- you're turning 50. You've achieved so much in, uh, in, in, in the 50 years that you've but had so far. But my bank balance is not what I want it to be still. So, so how's that going to happen? Well... Um, you know, for me, it's not all about the bank balance. It's about trying to do what I'm doing, empowering others. I'm, I still need to be empowered as well. But if I can see more women, we've just uh, uh, op- opened five kiosks. In the next month, we want to open another five. It's all in Cape Town still. And we will come to Jobek. As I said, the kitchen is the most expensive thing because we don't want people to have any contact with the food. No. So I want to... If I can empower about 100 women or 20, because, you know, when you empower women, it's amazing what you see. The only problem that I've seen in the past two weeks is that these people sell and they see this money coming and then they use it. They forget that this is the money for business. So we've brought in another bank. In fact, it's a bank that sponsored this program, Standard Bank. Mm -hmm. It's coming in. They're teaching these people entrepreneurship and how to make sure that when this money comes, because it's all cash, they should know that this is money for business and they put it aside. But otherwise, it's only 2,500 that they must have in their account. We're um, uh, teaching them to take this money to the bank and invest it. So if they've sold 1,000 food in a day, they are going to make 23,000 rents. Yeah. That's a lot of money. So we're getting people to come and collect the money and they are making at least 5,500. But if they sell more, they will make more money. So how good can you empower people? It starts there. It's SMMEs that is going to make this country. We're crying about um, unemployment and things like that. But what are we as the public doing? What are we as business people doing? We can't be crying that government is not doing anything. So corporates, ordinary people, let's level the playing field for everybody, shape the Africa we want to live in and want to see. There we go. Our shapeshifter this evening, shaping the Africa she wants to see, Yvonne Chaka Chaka.